Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. My name is Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. As most of you are aware, Tuesday we said goodbye to summer and welcomed autumn. Or Maban? 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 I guess it depends on who's saying it. And we welcome autumn with a harvest full moon to boot. Now, a few weeks ago, I shared some of the typical things Americans like to do in the fall. Eat candy apples, sit around the campfire, tell some ghost stories. But one of the things I did not mention is that we love, love, love going for drives and looking at the glorious colors of fall. Don't believe me? Well, the millions of dollars that we spend each year, especially in New England, and again, we're talking Maine, Vermont, Connecticut, just to name a few, to experience autumn and the lovely change of the tree leaves. But guys, gals, ghosts, this is a paranormal travel podcast. And while I do highly encourage everyone to see the beauty of nature, especially at fall, which is my favorite season, I, as a Dark Travels hostess, would like to share some of the dark paranormal roads in America and abroad. Now, any faithful listeners who've been listening to me from the start have already heard me discussing such roads as Bray Road in regards to the werewolf of Bray Road and the haunting hitchhiker of Switzerland's Belgian Tunnel. But tonight... As I'm joined by husband Jeff. Hi. <laughs> We're going to talk about some more awesome roads that just might leave you a little haunted for the rest of your life. And part of the reason why I asked husband Jeff to join us is because husband Jeff is a little bit of a rambling man on his rambling motorcycle. I considered trying to find haunted motorcycle rides, but I couldn't really find any. So I just found some roads. Just found some roads. Yeah, some cool ones. Good stories. Okay. Got some good stories. One of them I actually have ridden my motorcycle on. We'll get to that. Okay. Now, like I said before, we have some roads here in America, but some roads abroad. So our first drive is actually on the A3 motorway. In Croatia. Now, there's a short section of the A3 between Staro Pavo Selo, that's a three word area, and Nova Gradiska. Again, I'm not, I don't speak Croatian, so I'm doing my best. That is said to be haunted. So it actually kind of sounds like this road had no chance whatsoever. As strange as it is, there's 
a legend to the actual asphalt. It is believed that the workers who paved and you know cemented the road, who, actually, built, who built the road, who built the road, actually used cement from tombstones and materials from monuments of basic, you know, cemeteries and graves. No way. To create the road. So they just ground them up and put them in the mix? Yeah. That's crazy. And if that's not really super fucking creepy, using tombstones, okay, the locals actually believe that there is an underground water, like a lake, and it's full of, you know, it's just this dark mass, this dark force. And between... The people who are pissed off that their markers were used to build this highway and this evil pool of water, which we all know can be a conduit, can draw negative energy. What, water? Water. Okay, I didn't yes. know that. Bodies of water. Okay. People who have driven on this stretch of highway have reported losing concentration, have reported losing, like, radio signal. Some people have said that they experienced hallucinations and some type of unexplainable phenomenon. Some have even reported having the incidents of, like, their car felt like it was being pulled by a mysterious force, kind of like in the opposite direction of where they're trying to go. If any of that is not enough, there's also the sightings of a little girl that when people will pull over and try and help, Little girl will disappear. Mm-hmm. So, okay. all of this, of course, culminates to a massive amount of deaths and car accidents. Well, car accidents and deaths. And some of the people have said that some of the accidents tend to happen the exact same way the original car or auto accident happened on this stretch of road. So, not a lot of good juice, not a lot of good juju going on. I don't think it's Jesus trying to take the wheel. Uh, sounds like something. something Satan is, trying to take the wheel? I don't know, Satan, but someone who's pissed off that they're riding on their. Uh, they were driving over your grave? Correct. Or grave marker. How creepy is that? That is. That's a little morbid. That's like, uh, I mean, I've been hiking in the middle of forests and found cemeteries that are like fenced off in the middle of nowhere. Right. Well, and, you know, you want to be respectful because you don't know if that land has been cursed or has some sort of protection spell that curses you. You know, and to be honest, I've been to Italy where, Mm -hmm. and I think even England does this, where you go to the church, the cathedral, and people are buried in the floor of the church. And I'm just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Well, that's a a common no, I don't know about Colin, but like... With, I think in Europe it is. Have you ever been to Croatia? No. I've been there. Sounds like we need to go for a drive in Croatia. All right, so that's our first first creepy-ass road. Bad shit happens. So I found a road in Chicago called Archer Avenue. So the story says that this woman named Mary was at a dance hall. It happened like in the early 1930s, I think, if I remember right. She was at her dance hall with her boyfriend, and they got into a fight. And she left, where she was later hit by a car on that Archer Avenue, and she died. It was a hit and run. She died. So she's upset. She's 
Probably crying. Crying. I don't know. Probably something. Not paying attention. Her parents laid her to rest in the dress and whatever she was wearing at the at the dance. In her death dress, basically. In her, yeah, whatever she died in. She, that's what they buried her in. Okay. In, a, in Resurrection Cemetery. Okay. And her name was Mary. So she's become known now as Resurrection Mary. There's quite a bunch of different stories that that go with her, but the one that the one that I like is since 1939, people leaving. It's now called the Willowbrook Ballroom. No, that's the same ballroom that. Yes, she, okay. that's the one that she was at. When they leave, they report seeing a woman in a white dress standing on the side of the road. And sometimes a motorist will stop to pick her up, but when they stop and pick her up, and they go to take her to a destination, she disappears. She disappears in the car. Yeah, when they get near the cemetery, she disappears. Okay. She doesn't say anything the, the entire ride. Because they're going down Archer Avenue. Where does she tell them she wants to go? You know, it didn't say. Okay. But as they're going down Archer Avenue, they pass the cemetery and she just disappears. Right. She's home now. Probably. Sometimes she exits the car. And in one of the stories, she actually, I think this happened in 1976. She appeared in the cemetery like she was trying to get out of the cemetery. And she grabbed the gate and her hands burned the gate. And somebody called the cops because they thought it was a woman locked in the cemetery that, you know, they wanted to get her out. Right, try to help her? Try to help her. Well, the cops got there, and the only thing there was just the the hand marks where she had her hand, the burn marks in the gate. And they're apparently still there today. So people can actually go and see the burned hand marks. But okay. Yes. All right. Now, my next one is actually abroad. But not too far. We're just going across the pond. We're going to Britain, to England, to the United Kingdom. The land of my ancestors. Correct. Now, this road is the M6, and it's apparently like the longest motorway in the United Kingdom. Okay? And apparently it's it's got like six lanes because it's the busiest. But it's also considered the most haunted road in Britain. So we're talking the M6 that links Rugby at J19 to the M1. So these are the names, you know, we have you know highways. They have motorways there, obviously. And here's the deal. Drivers have reported seeing... Roman soldiers either marching, walking, or standing. Even sometimes they're hiding in the bushes. They're standing in the bushes and they're peeking out of the bushes watching the traffic go by. In addition to the That's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. But, I mean, to some degree it kind of makes sense because, you know, the Romans had taken Britain or the island and, you know, dominated, made it part of their empire. But... In addition to the Roman soldiers, people have said that they have seen a very disturbed woman, like, upset, and she's constantly, you know, hitchhiking, asking for a ride, and she's just distressed, and she kind of just disappears on them, too, kind of like Resurrection Mary. And then, to make you shit your pants, there's a phantom lorry truck who likes to drive the wrong way. You know, we're along the motorway. So, I mean, you're driving along, you see this car coming at coming you. This, at yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. But basically, 
causing people to panic. But here's the, the clincher. They had this medium, this British medium, kind of scout out the area. And he actually believes that there was some Roman burial grounds that the road basically was paved was over. Was built on. Correct. In Croatia, with that other road. Well, I mean, it's not like They Croatia knew they were doing that, though. They knew that they were putting in the headstones and the, and the tombstones and the whatever else they put in there. They, right. they knew they were doing that. But it's entirely possible they didn't know. That's what I'm wondering. I wonder if the English people knew that they were possibly building a road on over top of a, a cemetery. Top of a cemetery because in maybe addition, that would have changed their minds. Right, right. But in addition to that, and this to me makes a lot of sense too, uh, you know, the, just the bad juju, the bad omens, the bad feel causing accidents. It is also believed that there were a lot of historic battles, clashes, fights between the Scottish and the English there as in the area as well. And, you know, anytime you have a great number of deaths or repeated great number of deaths, you're going to have a problem. I mean, Gettysburg alone is tremendously hot, and it was just one battle over the course of three days. But if yeah, you but have, it was a very bloody battle, it was, if I recall. But if you have repeated clashes and armies coming together and people dying. In the same spot. In the same area. This, of course, just makes the soil you know, laden with blood and bad blood at that. So now you have Romans hiding in bushes. You have a panicky hitchhiking woman. And then you have... The Scots. Or lorries coming at you. Lorries. <laughs> <laughs> and they shouldn't be. So. No, that's crazy. So that is the M6 in Britain. So I'm going back to America. Okay. This time we're going to Boston. I didn't know this, but in my research, when Boston was settled, it was an, it was almost an island. Very small land bridge, and they called it the Boston Neck. There was a gate and a guardhouse on this little strip of land. And right outside, the on the mainland side of the gate and the guardhouse, there was Gallows Hill. And the Boston was run by the Puritans, and they would they would hang... Quakers, criminals, and nonconformists from these gallows. And they would just take their bodies and dump them in a, in a field. Just like that. Just like that. Dump them in the field across from the gallows. You can't sit with us. Yeah. You're not a, you're not a Puritan, so you, you can't be with us. Okay. And if that person was lucky, a merciful person would bury them. Normally, they were just left there for the animals to eat or um, whatever happened. Scarf on. Yeah, whatever happened. Whatever happened to them, they were just left there. Damn. Yeah, kind of brutal. Fucking Puritans? Really? Yeah. All right. So, in, in 1648, there was a Puritan judge, and he convicted a woman of, of witchcraft and sentenced her. They would kill you by, by hanging. Right. It was the gallows, so, but... But it wasn't really a gallows. What it was was a tree. They'd lean a ladder against it. They'd put the noose around your neck. They'd make you crawl up the, the ladder. And then they'd kick the ladder out of the way. So so it's almost like digging your own goddamn grave. Yeah, it sounds Walk that, to your sound death. that way. Yeah, okay. climb the ladder. To your death. To your death. You're going to die. Okay. So it's, it's said that this woman now wanders this area called 
the Boston Nick, which now it's it's called uh, Washington Street. And somehow through probably modern construction, it's not really that small anymore. I guess it's pretty big now, and you know it's a city. It's developed, so right. it's they not probably that, filled in the, right. It's the not water. that tiny little bottleneck bottleneck anymore. It's it's bigger. Okay, but it's it's Washington Street. So she is said to just kind of wander the area and just like haunt people, do things, uh, do stupid things, show up. People see her like what. What is going on, you know? Is she a frequent uh, hunter? Yes, apparently. I mean, I, I I have to be truthful. I'm kind of a skeptic in the whole paranormal thing. Right. So all of this is just, a, you know, like, eh, I don't know. Research for you. I want to I, like, I go to all these places we're talking about, and I want to see. Well, you can see. If anything happens, okay. you know. Like, right. I want to go see if I see. Resurrection Mary, or see the lorry driving at me, trying to kill me. Right. In England, you know. Right. There were a lot of people who were hung there because the Puritans, I guess, just killed anybody. Everybody. Anybody yeah. that wasn't a Puritan, pretty much. What assholes. Yeah, kind of sounded that way, huh? But anyways, they hung all these people, and like I said, they just would toss their bodies in the field. So there was nothing in everything I read about this. There was nothing it said, but it makes me wonder... If that area that was Gallows Hill, which was right outside the gate, and now it's Washington Street, all the bodies that they put across from the Gallows Hill that weren't buried, I wonder if those people are all still haunting that place, too. I mean, I only read about this one particular woman. And she's still pissed and roaming. She's still pissed and roaming and haunts that area. Okay. Well, it does make sense. I mean, if she can do it, why not other people? Yeah. Why not other people? Because it's possible that some of those people that were convicted of witchcraft weren't witches. They uh, Well, it's quite possible a lot of those people weren't. Yeah. It, I totally... Uh, so they were just killed them because they didn't agree with whatever it was that they... Whatever whatever Puritans are, I have no idea. Well, believe it or not, this is about the time, you know, 400 years ago that the Salem witch trials were going on. In fact, Giles Corey was pressed to death in September. So, I mean, we're right in that time frame. So, Washington Street in Boston. Something to think about. You see a woman in white. She's a pissed off witch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so this time we're going to head north to Canada. This actually is not a road, but just like in Switzerland, the Belgian tunnel we're going to talk about the screaming tunnel in niagara falls ontario canada so just before world war one you know canada was building trains and tunnels for people to pass under your train tracks and the grand trunk railway was laid in this area and a tunnel was built as a means to help the farmers kind of navigate the water for their farms and stuff and help the farmers move their livestock. But this particular tunnel, which is located off of Warner Road, has a very curious history. I don't know if history is the right word because looking around, you know, you want to at least pull information from two or three sources to kind of help paint a really good picture of what you are sharing or discussing. And so when I looked around and, you know, there was information here and there was information here, 
and there were, I mean, so many different versions of why this is referred to as the screaming tunnel. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about all of them. The end game here, though, is that a young girl meets a very unfortunate fate in this particular tunnel. So one version is one night her house caught on fire, and as she was escaping, her clothes caught on fire, and she basically runs into this tunnel and collapses and dies. So that's like... Or burns to death in the tunnel? Correct. Okay. That's kind of, oddly enough, the nicer version. Another version is that she had pissed off her father to the point where he doused her with something and deliberately set her on fire and she ran to the tunnel and died there. An even more horrific version is he raped her and he would doused her to hide the evidence to kill her and she ended up there. So, I mean, some way or another she ends up on fire in the tunnel. And then the other version, which I think is even worse, but not necessarily the rape version, is that her father lost custody of her and instead of you know, accepting this, he, again, douses her with something flammable and sets her on fire, and she ends up in the tunnel. So, I, I mean, all these are just horrific versions of basically this poor girl on fire in the tun- and dies in the tunnel. So here's kind of what happens if you go into the tunnel. It is said that if you light a match... In the tunnel, it will be blown out by the ghost of the little girl. And that if you do this lighting of the match at midnight, you will hear a scream first, and then your match will be blown out. And now, people have gone, obviously, to test this little theory out. And some people have said, well, you know, it gets a little windy in there. So, I mean, that's probably what it is. But, again... Sometimes, a lot of the times, before the match gets blown out, there's a girl screaming in the tunnel. Now, there's no ver- no proof of the girl dying on fire in the tunnel. However, there is a story that is true about a sad accident that happened in the mid-1900s of a little girl who lived on a farm, kind of beyond the tunnel, and as she was walking to her bus stop, which was located on the far side of the tunnel, as she was walking through the tunnel, you know, as a shortcut, she comes out, and, you know, she's making her way, and she gets hit by a vehicle, and she basically dies on the scene of the accident. She doesn't make it. So... Here you have these horrific versions of some um, some explanation, and then you have this horrible, horrible moment where there actually is a death of a little girl there. So that that's an actual, like, recorded, they know that that happened Correct. for real. Correct. But the girl on fire, not nobody so knows much. if that was a, really a deal or not, right? Correct. And, you know, the, the truth is in the early 1900s, we're talking 1900 at least, you know, not everything was recorded not a lot of things were documented. There was no Google. There were no camera phones to take. What? How did they live? I don't no know. It's amazing. Phones. 
absolutely amazing. So that is the Screaming Tunnel of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Mm. Well, I got another good one. We're going to go to Nevada, about 80 miles, 83 miles north. I think it's north from Las Vegas. And it's Highway 375. It's called the Extraterrestrial Highway. And it goes by the Area 51 military base. Now, that's not the official name of it. The The Air Force or the government got the property in, in the 1950s. And they denied it even existed. Even though, obviously, people knew it was there. They denied that it existed until, like, 2013. And that was only because some guy filed a Freedom of Information Act in 2005. And he didn't. it didn't get answered until the courts made them answer it in 2013. And the CIA came out and officially said, yeah, it's a military base and super secret and nobody knows what's going on there. And but Well, you know what JANET stands for, don't you? I read about it today, but I don't remember. Just another non-existent terminal. And I say that because, just so everyone knows, there is an unmarked airplane that leaves Reno, Nevada every day at the same time. Flies to Area 51 Mm -hmm. and returns every day from Area 51. Mm -hmm. And And I I did read that. And I don't know what's on it, but it's a commercial air air flight, they said. Claim. That's what they say. Anyways. It's a commercial airplane. Don't know what it's on it. To me, that means people. Maybe it's the people that works at the base. That's exactly what that means. I don't know. People who don't talk. Right. People who don't say a word. People who, who, who don't. Because there's got to be a lot of people that work out there, but nobody knows anything, okay. right? So, anyways. So, what is so special? Well, there's a lot of, I, I call them conspiracy theories because nobody knows if any of them are true. And that's actually what the, everything I read said, calls them conspiracy theories, because nobody knows what it is. But, so they say that there's the storage and examination and reverse engineering, they have alien technology and UFOs out there. They're trying to figure it out. At Area 51. At Area 51. So that that's one thing they say. They also say that they have they have aliens there. So that and that's where they're meeting them and where they're doing, you know, joint exercises with aliens or something. You know, I don't this is all crazy to me when I read it. I like But then they also say that um there's a development of toxic energy weapons. I don't know what that is, but it does not sound very good to me. So the overall claim here is that thanks to some of the activities that are probably going on, yeah, they believe that UFOs are circling this area. Yeah, they, they think that they have aliens there. Mm-hmm. But... a. a, a but for people who can actually see things. Yes, they say they claim that they've seen, not the air- all the time. I, they didn't We're say talking about like, the aircrafts. Yes, UFOs. Okay, okay. All right, so Beam Me Up Scotty is on Highway what? Highway 375. Outside of Las Vegas. It's between like Tonopah and Las Vegas. And I've been there, rode my motorcycle down that. That's the one highway I said I rode. And yet you survived. And I didn't see any UFOs. All right. So, all night I've been talking about uh, roads 
paranormal place haunted roads abroad. We're going to bring it home back to America on what I got to tell you guys has got to be the most haunted road in America. So, and of course, we're going to New Jersey because weird shit happens a lot in New Jersey. The Jersey Devil, Jersey Cows. Just kidding about that one. Just, this is, when I came across this road, I was like, whole shit. Not even holy. There's nothing holy about this. It's whole shit. I am obviously talking about Clinton Road, located in West Milford, New Jersey. Now, this road is a narrow two-laner that basically has absolutely every fucking thing happening here. Everything we've discussed is happening on Clinton Road. And, and serious, serious McShady shit has been going on since the colonial and Native American days. Okay? So, obviously, this we're talking forest days. Okay? And in the forest time, you know, in the colonial Native American times, they had thieves, robbers, counterfeiters hiding out there. But it was also a place where witches would practice some of their rituals on Green Island. And through the years, this place has just basically just developed a draw for bad juju. In addition to the witches, we're talking even the druids were there worshiping and practicing their rituals as well as satanic people. And, of course, not to be outdone, guys, but the KKK was hanging out there in the forest surrounding the road. Now, again, it's bad juju, you know, drawing all this bad shit in. But it doesn't help that part of the draw of this area was the remnants of a burnt-out castle. So a gentleman by the name of Richard Cross had built his castle in the woods in 1905. And when he died in um, 1917, the castle caught on fire and burned, but the walls, the main structures of the building remained. And this basically created, like, the perfect meeting place for the clans to, you know, discuss things for people to hail Satan. And between the two evils, again, all of this bad juju is just soiling the land with this evilness. And then in 1983, which was a, a hot year, there was actual construction demolishing what was left of the building, of the castle. And they actually knocked into the basement of the castle and they found it to be full of satanic writings. But I don't know if Richard Cross had anything to do with it or if after decades of, you know, being left to the elements of, you know, the demonic people that they broke in themselves and did all this. Either way, the McShady shit does not end here for the humans, okay? Like I said, this place in the past was used by the bad guys and it's now considered a professional hitman's dumping grounds to this day. So they're like, gotta go to Jersey, get rid of this body. We know Clinton Road by the, like, the back of our hands. And in May of, again, 1983, because it was a hot year, they actually find a body of a dead cyclist literally defrosting 
apparently whoever murdered him or, mur- you know, the murderers or murderer killed him, decided to freeze his body. And when they thought they had thawed him out long enough, they dumped his body there. But when they conducted the autopsy, they found that his organs were still crystallized. And so they summarized, because they actually never solved this poor cyclist's death, they summarized that the murderers or murderer did this with the intent or with the hope of kind of confusing the cops of his time of death. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just the human bad juju element. This, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So let's talk paranormal. It has been said that there have been numerous UFO sightings. People have seen what they claim to be hellhounds. Other people have reported seeing wolves with white and yellow eyes. And, I mean, to some degree, there used to be a zoo operating in the area until it wasn't anymore. And now people hear and see strange animals roaming about. And there's even a reported phantom truck that will chase your ass down and make you crash your car. Is this one going the right way, though? I believe so. It could be. Probably. I don't know. But the clincher of all of this, okay, is this bridge. Now, I actually heard a couple different versions of what transpires. So here's one version. One version says, at midnight, if you leave a coin in the middle of the road, the ghost of a boy who drowned in the brook underneath the bridge will toss it back to you. Oh, yeah, I read that. I read about that when I was doing my research. Okay. But there's another version that if you throw the coin in the brook below the bridge, the ghost boy will throw it back at you. Yeah. And if you lean over the rail of the bridge the ghost boy will push you over the railing basically to cause you to fall into the brook below that he supposedly, like I said earlier, drowned in. So on top of all of this, UFOs, strange animals, hellhounds, KKK, people have said, I have a sense of dread while driving in this area. And to top it all off, if you are cruising but not looking for a bruising, if you see any druids worshiping in this area, doing some some type of ritual, don't let them see you. See them. See you. See them. Because see them? Correct. Okay. Because it is said that if they catch you, see them, see you, see them, something bad will befall you. Hmm. So any, if you see anything with a hood... Just turn the other way. Just it's not even there. Turn up that music to see better. <laughs> all right. So that's all we have for you guys tonight. Scary ass roads out there for you to enjoy during our fall time of the year. So on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. I have a Facebook page. And if you are interested or curious and would like to join, send me a request. But if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have a specific tourist attraction of mine, send me an email at wherethedarkcornersare at gmail.com. 
Final words, Jeff? Husband What's Jeff? What's the name of your Facebook page? Where the dark corners are. Okay, you didn't say that. I didn't say that. Thanks for asking. Great question. And we actually have, you know, some some recent joiners. Oh. So, and just so everyone knows, I generally either post something related to some a podcast episode or funny memes, or at least memes that I think that are funny. Uh, but they're all paranormal or Halloween related. Which brings me to something I do want to briefly announce. Next week, the podcast episode will be released probably late Friday night or early Saturday morning. We're going to do a special episode and um, just a little nervous about it. And because of scheduling, it's going to be a day later. So either Friday, late Friday night, California time, or early Saturday morning. But until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. (laughs) 